Welcome to the seventh episode of the second season of the Poetry Studio Podcast, a podcast for poetry lovers and students where I, your host, Aaron Bauer, read and discuss a poem, learn about the techniques the author used to write it, and finally offer some writing prompts to motivate your own writing journey. Today, we will be reading and discussing Crossing Brooklyn Ferry by Walt Whitman. For long-term listeners of the podcast, you might remember the discussion we had about Anaphora in Whitman's I Hear America Singing. If you missed that episode, go back to episode 5 of last season to hear it. Also, we're not going to be reading the entire poem today, just the first section. It's pretty long. If you want to go read it, feel free. It's a wonderful read. So... To help demystify some of the ideas people have about poetry being complicated or hard to understand, I will be discussing one poetic device that an author uses in the poem we are reading. Today, we are going to be discussing a topic that isn't unique to poetry and can occur in all forms of literature, intertextuality. So, intertextuality is just a long word for interactions between two different texts. Whether they are poems, novels, or television commercials, often writers want to agree with the perspective of another writer so they can take the same subject or theme and write to expand on what the original writer thought. Or a writer wants to disagree with another one, so they create an original text that offers a competing perspective on a topic. Knowing the history or lineage of a specific poem can often bring a new understanding about what a poem is working to accomplish. Last week we read To Brooklyn Bridge by Hart Crane. If you aren't familiar with that poem, you might want to go back and listen so that the discussion of similarities between this poem and last week's poem will be easier to follow. Now let's hear today's poem, Crossing Brooklyn Ferry. Flood tide below me, I see you face to face. Clouds of the west, sun, there, half an hour high. I see you also face to face. Crowds of men and women attired in the usual costumes. How curious you are to me. On the ferry boats, the hundreds and hundreds that cross, returning home, are more curious to me than you suppose. And you that shall cross from shore to shore years hence are more to me and more in my meditation than you might suppose. This is just a short section of the poem, but man, there's still so much going on here. What strikes me first is the repetition of the phrase face to face in the first two lines of the poem. What the speaker looks at face to face actually doesn't have faces. He looks at the flood tide and the clouds of the west. It is the natural world that the speaker has a more human connection with. The men and women of the second stanza are curious to the speaker. Now, compare that with these lines from Hart Crane's poem. Then, with invalid curve, Forsake our eyes, as apparitional as sails that cross some pages of figures to be filed away. In this section, the poet's speaker is looking into the sails of boats and water and comparing them with pages and figures, possibly from a job the speaker is escaping at the end of the day. But instead of saying, my eyes, which would separate the speaker from the people on the bridge around him, he says, our eyes. So let's compare those two perspectives. Whitman is more comfortable with the natural world. He sees the people around him as strange. 
Crane sees that and in his poem doesn't separate himself from the people around him. Instead, he joins himself with them. Are you a person who feels more at home in nature or in a crowd of people? It's a simple question, but the answer might impact so many aspects of how you or someone else might interpret a specific situation. I think Whitman understands and even welcomes this approach. In the last line of the poem, Whitman writes, And you that shall cross from shore to shore years hence are more to me and more in my meditation than you might suppose. Here, Whitman is thinking in advance. Who is going to be crossing the river? Could he even imagine that they would be crossing it on a bridge rather than on a ferry? There is so much we can start to unpack when we start looking at poems in conversation with each other. This is just one of the things I love most about poetry. The more you read, the more interesting it all can become. On the Poetry Studio podcast, it isn't enough for us to read and discuss a poem. We need to be inspired by it to create our own work. So here are some writing exercises that I came up with, which are inspired by crossing Brooklyn Ferry. First, go to a crowded place. What do you feel about the people around you? Are they strange or comforting? How do you relate to them? Second, ride public transportation and write about it. You are not only helping the environment, but you are giving yourself more time to write than if you were driving. Finally, imagine what Whitman was thinking about when he writes about the people crossing the Brooklyn River years in the future. What do you think he is meditating on when they come to his mind? How would Whitman react to Crane's poem? As always, if you have any comments or questions or complete one of the writing prompts, feel free to reach out to me at poetrystudiopodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Poetry Studio Podcast. If you liked it, please give me a five-star review on iTunes and share it with your friends. And please, if you can, visit me on Patreon. Uh, details can be found at patreon.com slash poetrystudio. New episodes come out each week on Wednesday with special bonus episodes available to members. And that's all the time we have for today. The music and audio effects included in this podcast are either performed by me or are in the public domain. Crossing Brooklyn Ferry was written by Walt Whitman and is in the public domain. Happy writing and see you next week. <laughs>